It is heartbreaking to one day wake up and have a child, parent, or sibling missing. Suddenly, you cannot eat, sleep, or function because of the intense worry. You gather thousands of people to search and have funded thousands of dollars for tips, but to no avail. Until one day, without notice, they reappear. Here are their stories. Camilla Mobley on July 10, 1998, a woman dressed as a nurse wearing a blue smock with flowers and surgical gloves was captured on grainy CCTV footage at the hospital. Camille's biological mother, who was only 16 at the time, told investigators that someone who dressed as a nurse entered her room. She asked the person she thought was a nurse to help her place her daughter in the baby carrier, but instead she left the room with her. After realizing what happened, the biological mother, Shannara Mobley, weeped during an interview begging for her to, and I quote, please bring my baby back. The abduction made headlines and tips started rolling in throughout the years. They received over 2,500 clues connected to the case, and though they were quality leads, it couldn't lead them to the taken child. Shannara was therefore awarded $1.5 million for settling the issues with the medical center. The kidnapped baby, Camilla, for as long as she had known, has lived under another name. She was very well taken care of, often went to the salon with her mother, and had a regular mother-daughter relationship. About two years ago, Camilla had an inclination that she may have been abducted by applying for a job two years ago. She was apparently so upset over it that she stayed home from school the following days. According to Camilla's sister, she kept asking for her birth certificate, social security, and other items, but her mother kept brushing it off. It wasn't until she got the job that she told her the truth. A DNA sample from the teen was taken and submitted to a crime lab where it matched the original newborn's DNA. Gloria Williams was arrested and charged with kidnapping and other related charges. Sherry Papini On November 2, 2016, 34-year-old mother Sherry was jogging a mile from her home in Redding, California when she was abducted. Sherry's husband, Keith, soon became concerned when he returned home from his day job at Best Buy with his wife still missing. He then used the Find My iPhone app to locate her, but it only led to the device as well as their earbuds at a local intersection only a mile from their home. Search parties and authorities looked for over three weeks when she finally reappeared on Thanksgiving Day. According to the reports, her captors dropped her off at around 4.30 a.m. while still being restrained. They left her on the side of County Road 17, right beside Highway 15 in Yolo County, which was 150 miles away from where she was taken. When Sherry was interviewed, she revealed that she was held by two Hispanic women who kept their face hidden by wearing face masks or by covering Sherry's head. Papini was then branded with a message during her captivity. Sherry was also physically abused, leaving her with a broken nose, her hair completely cut off, and starving her until she was only 87 pounds. Currently, no arrests have been made, and authorities are looking for a dark-colored SUV that may be owned by two Hispanic women. There has been a lot of debate in regards to this case on whether or not the abduction really happened, because it became apparent that the $50,000 raised to find her has gone missing. Also, the couple almost immediately purchased a home after her return. However, one thing we know is the abuse that she suffered was real, regardless of who the perpetrator is, and that the police have authored over 20 search warrants and apparently has sensitive information that has not been released. Anita Woldridge in June of 1998, Anita Woldridge was living with her parents when she got a knock on her door by a 42-year-old man named Victor Steele, 
who was a convicted sex offender. When she opened the door, he asked for a glass of water, and when she fetched for it, he used a stun gun twice to disable her, and then held a shotgun to her head. According to Anita, she had seen the man before from her local gym. He then forced her into the trunk of her own car and drove to a nearby home in Wisconsin where he had a metal box specifically for her. For several days afterwards, he kept her inside the box, only taking her out to repeatedly sexually assault her and beat her. Anita mentioned that this was his routine every day, and that if she refused, he was ready to remind her that he was going to kill her otherwise. In the next eight days, Anita did everything she can to try and befriend her captor in order to, and I quote, keep things under control and keep my abductor calm. It was the only way to survive. After eight days, Anita Wooldridge was rescued by the FBI and the operation was so properly crafted that the rescue is still currently being used as a training tool for the FBI. Victor was sentenced to life with no possibility of parole. Anita is now a court-appointed advocate, an ER technician, a firewoman, and is on her way to earning her nursing degree. Baby Sofia Gonzalez the eight-day-old baby Sofia Gonzalez went missing in November of 2016. Her mother, 27-year-old Laura Abarca Nogueda, was found by the baby's father shot to death in their Wichita, Kansas home. An interstate hunt for the baby began, and four days later, the Dallas SWAT team searched a Dallas, Texas home at 4.15 a.m. in the morning. The baby was luckily unharmed. The suspect was Yesenia Sesmus, who used to work with Laura and was friends with her for several years. And according to Yesenia, Laura apparently agreed to give her child to Yesenia. When Laura refused to give her the baby, Yesenia threatened her with a gun and apparently the gun went off. Despite her claims of Laura agreeing to give her baby away, according to the police, the story doesn't seem to match. First off, Yesenia faked her pregnancy for several months before the murder. She premeditatedly and specifically traveled to Wichita to commit the murder and kidnap the baby. When psychologists examined the case, they found that Yesenia had recently lost a child and that it became the motivating factor in the kidnapping and murder. Dr. Molly Allen concluded that when people are obsessed, minds tend to go to dark and twisted places. Stephanie Lopez Castro Stephanie was a regular six-year-old who loved to play outdoors. One day, on September 14, 2016, at around 4.40 p.m., she was playing outside with a younger sibling when she was taken from her family's mobile home's front yard by a man on a black moped. Her sister then ran inside to tell their mother and they called the police. An Amber Alert was issued immediately as authorities, volunteers, and 19 agencies searched the area thoroughly. The FBI almost immediately deployed agents to the area, as well as the members of the Child Abduction Rapid Response Team. They even interviewed residents of the 100 mobile homes nearby and others that surrounded the scene. This was when Edwards was finally identified as a suspect and they began keeping him under constant surveillance. Finally, after 18 hours of relentless searching, rescuers found her alive and chained to a tree in an area which was heavily wooded and highly mosquito-infested off of a river just two miles from her home. She was tied to the tree by chain so tightly that the police had to flag down a local civilian with a battery-operated saw to release the girl. The 46-year-old Douglas Nelson Edwards kidnapped and raped her, hoping to leave her left for dead in the woods, but luckily the rescuers were proactive. Despite statements saying the child is doing well, her family said that Stephanie is still having a hard time. Visitors also reported that the child was heavily and extremely covered with mosquito bites. The police arrested and charged Douglas Edwards with first 
first-degree kidnapping and rape. It was also found in his records that he has previously been convicted of the sexual abuse of another six-year-old girl about two decades ago, and that previous case heavily mirrors this case. According to the detective working on the case, and I quote, I think that you can say that we beat the odds today. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. As usual, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you like our stuff and would love to support, please visit our Patreon page. The link is in the description box below.